Black Adam. We're here to negotiate your peaceful surrender. I'm not peaceful. Nor do I surrender. Here we go. I kneel before no one. You are now into film I see, Nate. You're fond of me, lobster. Molly, you in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of chew bubble gum piled, you know that? Say it, sir! I don't believe you people. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? Huh? Now answer my question. Were you rushing or were you dragging? Hey. Answer! Welcome I to the film code, everybody. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, <laughs> and we have a full house today for the first time in, I don't know, forever. Uh, <laughs> of course, joining us, your current leader on the code board uh ranking but he soon shall be defeated probably today <laughs> brandon what's going on sir man uh i ain't good phoenix like you like you just said i am not uh, oh i am the current cha- uh, current leading champion however i will not be dethroned because i'm pretty sure i got this week's code word that being said um it is good to be back it is going to be talking more movies and it is good to have a full crew back on the podcast so yeah how are you doing phoenix I'm excellent, especially because we are joined by Zach Sneath getting out of bed this morning. Congratulations, <laughs> sir. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, being sick uh, didn't allow me to go out last night and go clubbing. So I am oh, not over this morning. <laughs> so we're all good. We're all good here. So you have no excuse to be up here. Exactly. <laughs> I had no excuse to not be here. So there we go. <laughs> and we are super excited to be joined once again by our former season one code breaking champion and original film coder nathan pig welcome back sir how are you i'm good thank you phoenix and brandon and zach for having me back appreciate it always love talking movies with you guys and happy to be here absolutely absolutely and i'm so excited because we are finally finally talking about black adam uh the the new dceu movie starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, uh, it, it's it's taken a long road to get to this film, and we were promised that the hierarchy of power is going to change in the DCEU, and I think we have some ideas <laughs> on how that went. Uh, so finally, we get to see Dwayne Johnson's vision for Black Adam. This is, this is a movie that's literally been 15 years in the making, which I think is crazy that it's taken that long. Um, and we got it. We got it. We got it with the Justice Society. Pierce Brosnan is also in this movie. Uh, Aldous Hodge. Uh, and we got a, a appearance by Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis, and a, a neat little cameo at the end that I would say we shouldn't reveal but i think dwayne johnson kind of gave it away already like seven different times but yeah <laughs> so you couldn't keep it in his pants nah man he was he was he was really excited about that one uh <laughs> so let's kick off right now with initial thoughts uh 
non-spoiler thoughts on Black Adam. Uh, I'm going to let Nathan go last because I <laughs> kind of have an idea of where he's at. Zach, why don't you kick us off your non-spoiler thoughts on Black Adam? All right, okay, we're talking about just in the movie, not beforehand. Oh, sure. What are you, what, what were your expectations? Oh, uh, yeah. So, like, going in, I was actually uh, pretty nervous, to be honest. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of The Rock as an actor. Uh, I think he's normally pretty typecast. Um, and I was just worried that I would see The Rock. Um, as far as in the movie goes, I think he did better. But I still have a problem with seeing him as The Rock. And so that kind of had a little bit of an effect on the movie. Um, overall, I would say it was good. Um, but that's that's about as far as I think I would go with the movie. There were some parts that kind of fell short for me. Um, I might change my mind, actually, the more I talk about it, to be honest. Because there were definitely some things that kind of bothered me in the movie. So we'll kind of get into that a little bit. Um, as of right now, I'm saying uh, I think it's it's good. It's, it's like it's a it's a superhero film uh, essentially, and I I thought it was good. Brandon, what did you think? Okay, so um, I didn't really go in with any expectations for this movie because one, we've been teased that The Rock would be playing Black Adam for what 15, maybe 14 years now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I was at the point I'm like, okay, let's see what they finally gave us. I. The, the trailers didn't really do much for me. Um, and then we we just know how the DC slate has been going. So I'm like, eh, cool. We'll go and see it. I was supposed to, Zach and I were supposed to see it last week. Um, we got invited to the um, the premiere here in Atlanta and my car took a dump on me. So uh, that just didn't not, that just did not work out. So that's, that was unfortunate. But um, yeah, Um Went and saw it with my dad and my brother. It was an okay film. It's not the best, not the worst. There were some good moments. There were some really good moments. And they were just like, there were some moments I'm like, eh, they could have done without this. So, um, we, I know we, t- I know I keep quoting Nathan's term here. We, uh, we, we talked about the Woman King. And then like the week after, I forget what we talked about, but we talked about like, expectation smashers. This one was just a, I think this one was just an expectation pleaser because <laughs> I mean, as far as expectations go, went in with none. So yeah. Nathan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think right now we're blessed with a lot of high-end movies that are coming out. So I'm not a huge, huge comic book movie fan like I used to be because my tastes have just opened up a little bit. I was excited for Black Adam, but we're just so lucky to have so much. It seems like there's a big release every week nowadays to where I could have waited for this one. If this got pushed to December, that would have been okay. But that didn't mean that I wasn't excited for it either. Um, Phoenix, you and I talked about this before we both saw it. We thought, what's the ceiling here? I mean- Not to be a hater or anything, but I don't think this could get anywhere above four stars. And I don't think it touches anywhere near four stars. But we knew that a movie like this instantly had a ceiling. And that's not me hating on superhero movies because there are plenty, plenty of great comic book movies, whether you look at Zack Snyder's Justice League or Iron Man or Black Panther. There are plenty of them. But 
this and everything it entailed and what we saw in the trailers and the fact that it was 15 years in the making, we kind of already expected it to be average at best. Going into it, I was just hoping for The Rock to really establish himself in a successful movie. Not critically acclaimed, of course, because we knew this wasn't going in. But I was hoping that he could break that kind of stigma and unfortunately i don't think he did um i'm not gonna rip this movie to shreds at least not at this exact moment i will definitely in a little bit um but i guess my higher arching non-spoiler review is that if this was a superhero movie that came out in 2003 in 2006 i think we'd be like yeah that was pretty good that was pretty good it wasn't great didn't change my world, but yeah, it's pretty good. But in 2022, when we've had so much superhero content, this feels so behind the times. <laughs> this feels like someone purchasing a grandfather clock in the world we live in today, <laughs> where we have wristwatches, where we have phones, where we even have the analog clocks on our bedside. <laughs> this just feels so outdated in mm. a way mm. uh, maybe outdated isn't the right word but it feels like someone put this in a time capsule and just released it just like black adam did so i have a lot of issues with it i do and i'll get into it i don't want to don't want to disagree with anyone that says that this is watchable because i do agree it is watchable if you turn your brain off and say i'm just gonna go in and have fun and escape the stressors of life this will provide that for you but if your brain is even on for 3%, if you're even remotely thinking and not enjoying, this thing crumbles. I I want to touch back to a point really quickly that I forgot to mention during my little non-spoiler review. I think The Rock, because <clears throat> I was actually worried about The Rock playing this role, because like, like Zach said, he is a tight cast. Um, you just see him. He plays the same exact role in every single movie he's, he's in. Jungle Cruise, Jumanji the san andreas movie skyfall whatever that movie was he was on a skyscraper skyscraper i think that was yeah. called um he's just the same character and kevin hart is only is always with him i feel like this is like one of the first mo- one of the first movies where the rock is in a movie he's not playing himself like the comedy i think works for him this time and kevin hart's not in it yeah, thank God they didn't make Kevin Hart Hawkman. Yeah, that would have been oh my God. <laughs> he was already with him in the DC League of Super Pets. Right. Like, oh, yeah. right <laughs> um, I agree with everything you guys have said. And I love this movie. <laughs> I mean, loved it. Hyper loved it. Like, it is probably one of the worst movies I've ever loved. <laughs> like, like it's in that category um it is objectively bad um it is i think nathan hit it right on the head like this is a movie that is well past its prime date like this this should have dropped in like early 2000s (laughs) like that that's exactly what it gives it gives that feel of um the first x-men movie (laughs) like that's sort of where it's at. Like, and it's and and that's a great movie. And that's sort of how I feel about this is like, it's a great movie. It's got problems, it's got issues, but the action 
is satisfying. I think the action is very satisfying. Uh, I think the story is unique. But then you get into some other things, <laughs> particularly in the direction in the writing where you're like, ooh, we like, <laughs> like is this is this is a major slip up. But I think the the action and and the characterization of Black Adam, I think really saved this movie. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I could get why people don't like it totally, like totally, just for everything that you guys have said. Um, I can totally see why people wouldn't like it. But overall, man, I had a blast. I'm like, this is a movie where knowingly, like knowingly knowing how bad it actually is, I would go to the theater and watch it again. <laughs> like, that's how much fun I had with it. So, <laughs> uh, so that's, that's just me. But um, So we talked non-spoiler. I'm really excited to hear you guys' spoiler thoughts. Let's go ahead and break the seal. We are officially talking spoilers for Black Adam. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Nathan, why don't you kick us off this time? Your spoiler thoughts on Black Adam. I think it's very convoluted when it comes to the direction. I think that's a good place to start. The first 10 minutes is just a complete exposition dump. Yeah. Complete. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that it doesn't have good moments that call back. We're talking spoilers. So the whole like, I was to the father. Like, I, I think they do some creative things in there. But that doesn't mean that it's not a, hey, we introduced you to this world. Here's all this lore. Here's everything you need to know. I almost feel like, it would have been better if the movie opens with complete black screen and you've got white words over it. <laughs> I think that's a little more, I think it's a little more powerful doing that. Or you show this stuff without the narration over it. Mm. Maybe a couple lines of narration. Either way, the heavy exposition dump was lame. I think it was really lame. Um, and I think it's a lazy way to start your movie. That, that's, that's where I'll start. <laughs> Slow motion the movie. <laughs> That's exactly what this like, like they the amount of times that they use slow motion in this movie. Like, don't get me wrong, I get Black Adam has super speed, but man, they really hound on that fact of just let's just make everything slow mo. Yeah, and I mean, like, there are times where it's effective, like when when Black Adam is first released and he attacks everyone at the cave that was dope like that was dope then there are, then you start seeing it like throughout the movie like at least seven or eight times and you're like oh, okay we're 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 milking this thing here like mm -hmm. like and <clears throat> and it's not just black adam like they're not just like hyper focused on the fact that he's fast they do it with everyone like even adam smasher gets a, a slow-mo scene you're like why like 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 uh, the the wind girl turbine or what was her name? I'm not sure. Cyclone. I don't even remember. Yeah. What was it? Cyclone. Cyclone. Yeah. Uh, like she gets like three super slow mo scenes. You're like, why? <laughs> like, even like, the kid. Even the kid on the skateboard. Even the kid gets. You're just like, this, okay, like you're you're overdoing it here a bit. 
um again it didn't bother me but like it i could see like like nathan said if you if you even have a little bit of thinking power on it you're like why why <laughs> like why are y'all doing this um <laughs> but i'd like i'd like to circle back to um the direction with it mm-hmm. and talk about i've some people are wired this way i'm not i'm sorry <laughs> i'm just not um some people can watch mindless action and love it and mm-hmm. just see like i i've never been the type of person to be like wow these people are fighting and the fighting is awesome and the fighting is well choreographed and they're doing a great job and it's shot well but i don't know why they're fighting but i don't care like <laughs> i need to be a believer i need to be a believer in the story and what's going on and what physically is happening and there wasn't enough of that this movie just felt like it was jam-packing as much slow-mo, as much action as they wanted. And they it's like this movie had its mission statement of, you're going to have fun. You're going to come here, and you're going to have fun, and we're not going to bore you. Those are the two things we're not going to do. We're not going to bore you, and we're not going to let you leave without saying you had fun. And sure, I guess it kind of accomplishes that, but movies are supposed to be a little bit more than that. Even a movie like this, I'm not asking for this to be in an original screenplay nomination. I'm just asking for this to have a half-assed story, and it didn't. And the direction proved that. Well, it had a half-assed story, just not the half of the ass you want it. But... (laughs) (laughs) I almost feel as though, like, the setup for this movie... Like, they could have made a better movie out of that and explaining how this king came to power in Kondok. It made us care a little bit more about the location. Um, It just felt really kind of rushed to in the beginning. Like, I would have rather them build up, like, you know, how his son died and um, those kind of things. I don't know. I just feel like it, it was really rushed for me to care about these characters, you know? I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like, like I kind of wish that the whole story took place in like the past. That's yeah. That's what. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I would have preferred that over the movie we got because they're adding a whole bunch of superheroes, you know, that we're not familiar with, and you yeah. know, it kind of gets lost in there a little bit sometimes with Black Adam, right? Yeah. Like the whole Doctor Fate storyline of him, you know, dying is just like. I saw him die. I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, like I didn't care. Like, I was like, all right. Like, him speaking to Black Adam was cool, but the rest was like, oh, okay. I don't know. We, we needed, if they were, if they were going to give us the, ju- I mean, they gave us the Justice Society, but if they wanted to like impactfully give us the Justice Society in this movie, they should have given us a Justice Society movie. They like, just felt I, like filler characters. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I seriously feel like now DC is they're not, they're done trying to compete with Marvel. They're just trying to be like, okay, how quickly can we rush? How quickly can we get into a newer timeline of things? Let's just, just throw in all these characters that we haven't introduced before, such as the Justice Society, such as Amanda Waller being partners with the Justice League. When did that happen? <laughs> Oh my God, you just touched on probably my biggest issue with this movie. Um, okay, like, I'm not a big comic book guy, right? Like, I don't collect comic books. I Like, I barely read comic books when I was a kid. But 
one thing I know <laughs> is that the Justice Society predates the Justice League, like by a couple hundred years. <laughs> like, so I feel like if you if you're familiar with the comic book lore, you're you got to be sitting in this movie going, okay, when does this take place? Like, and where does it take place? Because the Justice Society not only predates the Justice League, but they're on a completely different timeline. <laughs> than the Justice League. So you're like, how is Amanda Waller here? Like, when is this? Like, what? Like, like to me, it just felt like they, like, maybe this is part of the reason why it took 15 years is that they were trying to fit all of these pieces into this movie and they realized that they didn't really have a lot of connective tissue. And I think after a while, The Rock just said, it doesn't matter if it makes sense. <laughs> and, and, and that was it. Like, we just got it. We got Amanda Waller. We got the Justice Society. For whatever reason, like, it's just like, this is our story now. So I'm like, okay, like, again, you know, you don't have to follow the comic books. You know what I'm saying? You can do things differently. But I feel like even if you don't know the comic book lore if you're just looking at the movies you're like how <laughs> like like where where and when and how and why <laughs> like so and, many questions you know the other thing too i noticed you remember uh if you're familiar with the show peacemaker the girl from that movie is now working in some underwater division like the prison you saw that did anyone notice that Oh, yes, that's you, right. That was yeah, yeah. Hawthorne, right? That was her. Hawthorne. And yeah. I'm like, how was... did she, how did she like how did she even end up here? Like, <laughs> there, like there's no, I don't know. That like it just felt like it was just it was they threw lot. mud at a wall and and hoped some of it would stick with people. That's that's kind of how this felt. That was Harcourt. Yeah, yeah Harcourt. I, I knew she yeah. was familiar. I'm like, is that Harcourt from Peacemaker? Yeah, like that's hilarious. I didn't yeah, even realize. I was that. like, yeah. how does she? okay i guess we're just throwing everyone in here yeah I, I guess like that's the question i was asking is like does this take place before the suicide squad after before peacemaker <laughs> like after I well, don't know, yeah because Zach how did Snyder's she even Justin get the kind of like... I, yeah because how does she even have the kind of money if it's after peacemaker and if it's before like I, you know i don't know <laughs> Or maybe, you know, they all just went to a different timeline. Like, there's no explanation whatsoever. This is my <laughs> biggest issue and always has been with DC is the continuity of everything that they do is absolutely horrible. There's, really? there's no telling when something really happens or who's, like, how it's all connected. Like, <laughs> like Marvel has gotten a little sloppier recently, but, like, even still, I don't think it's as bad <laughs> as this. Like, this is just all over the place. And well, I, see, like, yeah, the difference is, is, like, Marvel just started getting sloppy. This has been a DC problem since the beginning. Like, uh -huh. like Yeah, it's always been a DC problem. Like, Man of Steel kicked it off great, and then Batman vs. Superman, had a, it had potential, and they're like, screw you, we're going to set up, like, three or four different movies <laughs> in just this one project yeah like man like my my main issue is i have a feeling that all of this will eventually get explained with um barry allen in the flash with creating flashpoint but if you're gonna do that give us that before all this shit happens <laughs> like 
like let's just say let's just say on a whim what if we were to get spider-man far from home before we got infinity war or endgame and you'd be like what tony stark is dead right right what what do you what do you mean he has the iron spider suit (laughs) none of this makes sense yeah that's that's sort of where where i'm at like to me it didn't take away from the well no actually it did take away from the movie but like um it's it's just one of those things where i'm like i hope that this gets answered at some point uh so i'm a little bit lenient towards it but yeah it's very confusing I want to talk about how much impact these human characters had on all these superheroes and gods because I think that that was <laughs> oh god offensible. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was offensible. Um, you look at Isis, is is <laughs> her name? Right. I thought you were talking about that, the terrorist organization that we're rolling with because that's what it says on Google. Is that the the mother? Yeah, but on Letterbox says Adriana, but on it's, Google I think it says it's Adriana. Isis. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> We'll call her Adriana. Yeah. Um, played by Sarah Shahi. Shahi. Yep. So she saves or escapes Black Adam, frees him. Um, and I understand that Adam would have some form of loyalty to her for that, but the stretching is ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> there is literally a scene in this movie. Where all of them, superheroes, anti whatever, the Justice Society, they're fighting in a ship. They're like verbally fighting. And Adriana yells at Adam and Hawkman, You guys are going to work this out. You guys are going to work this out. Oh my God. Are you serious? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like the amount that the human characters dictate what these gods and superheroes do in this movie is appalling. <laughs> it's appalling. And that is just one example. They go to rescue Amon, who's a whole nother problem we got to talk oh. about. <laughs> they go to rescue him before the villain, um, Ishmael, like, becomes the devil. They <laughs> go to rescue him, and I get it. He's a kid. But like, why, why are we putting so much significance on one kid? I get it. Maybe, maybe I'm a horrible person for saying this, but when you're out there fighting and you're destroying buildings and you're chucking people around, like there are other kids in danger. What makes this kid so special? Honestly, like the fact that it's like, the fact that it's like, give me the crown and make me the devil and like feed into my giant world threatening plan over one kid i'm sorry like that's that's a huge huge flaw for me is that you've got gods you've got people that can see the future you've got all these different heroes across the justice society what's the thing that could defeat him that's what i was thinking early on in the movie i was like what's the threat here because clearly black adam is is insane powerfully what's the threat here it's this human kid? This human kid is the threat? <laughs> Not directly, of course, but like how much he tugs on your heart? Really? The amount that the human characters dictate this movie is disgusting. I See, 
when we first saw him in the movie and he had a skateboard, cool. I thought he was just this random kid trying to get to the town. And then I never realized this kid's plot device, the whole movie would just be it would be his stupid skateboard. Like 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 he goes down a flight of stairs, takes his just about to bring that up. <laughs> yes. I how yeah, out of nowhere, this kid just somehow knows how to freaking zip line with a skateboard <laughs> down the stairs successfully and then smack a guy in the face with it. You know. And knock him out. <sighs> like, oh my God. Like, I don't, I don't, like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, there's just so many scenes that you see him without it, and then boom, he has it again. There's also, just... why does he have a trap door entrance in his house? Exactly. Like, they, like why building? is their house so decked out when they haven't had the crown this entire time? Like, and, and, there's, and, like, several locks on the door. Like, And they're kind of fugitives, so you would think that they're not exactly... Well, they became fugitives later on, right? Like, it's not like they've all... You know what I mean? Like, when they bought the house, they didn't, you know... They weren't like, hey, I'm looking for a house with a trap door in it. You know what I mean? Like, this is, like, it's just so, why? Why? It, I, you know. It's almost like Batman. It's almost like a Batman villain had the, had the space be- before them. Because you remember back in the day, like, the the Adam West Batman, every time he would run over after a villain, they'd slip through a trap door. But look <laughs> next time, Batman! That's what it was like! Well, <laughs> Literally what it they, was. They made the character pretty obsessed with um, superheroes, so it I guess it stands to reason that he would sort of deck his room out in a very superhero esque kind of way. A trap door. Yeah. Again. Again. Where's the, where's the budget for that? Like, yeah, what the budget? Budget? Where, where, in a actually, let's country. talk about where these people get their money from besides their research. Yeah, they are literally in a impoverished country. Oh, I mean, I guess ran by mercenaries. I guess that guy's an electrician. <laughs> I mean, oh my god, but he can afford a, a trap door, <laughs> so you know. Can we talk about how, how he gets shot in like in like the torso area and is able to just run and fight towards the end of the movie? I mean, he got nanobites. And listen, listen, okay, listen. This movie is dumb. <laughs> okay, it's dumb. It's really dumb. It's really stupid. But. That's not the point. <laughs> like, like, it's not the point. It's just, it's it's a superhero movie. It's meant to be over-exaggerated. It's meant to be a little bit outlandish. And I think they land that. But I agree with Nathan. What Like, the human characters in this, in this story sort of really bring it down. I hate to bog on a, on a child actor. Uh, but he's terrible. I will. God, I will. I so will if you won't. Still not as bad as Moonfall Kid, though. Oh, God. No, not nearly that bad. But, like, like, like he's so... Oh, my God. He has some of the worst dialogue of anybody in this movie. Like, literally so of un- anybody. So unnatural, too. Yeah. So unnatural. The scene where he tries to rally his people at the end. Oh, my God. Terrible. <laughs> and, then oh my. In, and then, like Brandon mentioned... They're like looking for that deuce ex mahina at the end, and he like rolls. He's like, "Mom!" and he rolls in with a skateboard with all the angry mob behind all him. All in like, slow mo too. I I almost died. I almost died from just cringing so hard. Oh, I'm you know, sorry. Like, you know what I thought was so at, funny. What? Like speaking of that kid, when um the mercenaries are starting to confront him, and he's like this after he stole like the I think the walkie talkie or something. He's like this. Yeah. And he's like he's like. 
the death atom will save me. What would have happened if the mercenaries just shot the kid in the face instead of like taking him down from the thing? All I kept thinking was if they just shoot this kid, like this is over. <laughs> like I'm like, just shoot this kid. Like what? What are y'all doing? I know that's, that's wrong to saying. say. Like, like 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 like. But but that's but that's exactly what I'm saying. Like that scene where they are trying to do the negotiation to get the crown, and the scene ends with like everyone protect someone i think that part was really cool mm -hmm. but you know what i'm talking about where they get the crown the dude becomes the devil like are we really negotiating the fate of the world for some kid like <laughs> seriously i i get it like i get it that might be shitty of me to say but from a movie standpoint that is terrible that is terrible we're negotiating the state of the world we have gods we have people that can see the future we have like five superheroes here and we're negotiating over just some some kid, some random kid, not even Black Adam's kid. If it was Black Adam's kid, that'd be different. That <laughs> might be a little different. But no, it's just it's just some random kid. And I feel like, too, that that kind of just plays into the whole there doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of stakes in this movie. Sure. Um, Dr. Fate dies. And Pierce Brosnan was great. And we might have yeah. been like, yeah, I would have liked to see him live. But I don't feel like there was ever any consequences in this movie. I don't feel like everything, anything ever really mattered. Uh -huh. I just think that everything wrapped up with a nice little bow and it was like, Oh, all right. All I that will, for nothing. I, I, guess. I will say this. I kind of wish like, so like Dwayne Johnson's tagline for this movie has been the, the hierarchy of power in the DC EU will change. And the reason I feel like he said that is because if they had started with Black Adam, like say this was like, I don't know, like the third or fourth movie they made, like the DCEU entirely, this would be perfect. Like, honest to God, this would be perfect. Minus because, the Justice Society. No, no, even with the Justice Society, because I'm like, you, like you created, like, I think they did an excellent job with the character of Black Adam. Like... I'm excited to see more of Black Adam. But I really want to see the Justice Society now. Like, I feel like you could do a standalone movie with the Justice Society because I liked all of those characters. Like, they weren't they weren't annoying to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, not nearly as annoying as the human characters. Adam so, Smasher was kind of annoying to me. Okay, yeah. That was, because, <laughs> that was I weird. mean, like... I don't know. It seems like ever since Deadpool, everyone's trying to recreate that. And yeah, it just felt like it was not as extreme as Deadpool, but like the kind of like slapstick comedy kind of shtick, you know? Yeah. The, like, we, between uh, we've him seen and it and I'm kind of getting tired of it. Like they did this with uh, what's what's his name in um, Peacemaker. I forget. And oh, the, the yeah. you know uh, how I'm talking oh, about. Oh, Vigilante. Think, yeah, Vigilante. Yeah, Vigilante. They did it with Vigilante. They're doing it here. And then Marvel, I forget who it was. Oh, what was it? Ant-Man. Uh, it made uh, it look, it made, uh, Ant-Man. No, not Ant-Man. Not Ant-Man. Um, it was recently. I think it was probably, like, who, one of the recent She-Hulk episodes. I forget who it was. I oh, Daredevil. Daredevil? No. Or, or are you talking about that frog guy? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, like yeah, like the ribbon and rip it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's 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 getting old. Like, am I the only one? I I haven't seen anyone else say this. Am I the only one who thinks that Hawkman's costume looked horrible? Yes. Like his, I, I, this has nothing to do with Aldous Hodge. I think Aldous Hodge is tremendous. That man should get any role he ever wants. Yes. That costume is disgusting. Like that might be the worst superhero <laughs> costume I've ever seen. It, it I, looked so bad. It's just, it's too wide of a suit. Like if you're gonna, I think it's everything. I think it. I think uh, his mask looks terrible. They make the his face look awful. indented. <laughs> like, like it just, it is so so obvious. It that clashes, CGI too. It yeah, clashes it's just, with the environment too. It's just it. It doesn't like, look good. That's what I'm saying. To, it's too wide. I hate to keep comparing it to Marvel because like that's just it is what it is. That's easiest for us to do. But you look at like Tom Holland's Spider-Man suits and you're like, wow, that's. CGI, like he's not actually wearing that. That's believable. You want that to happen. Like if you're going to use CGI for something as simple as someone's wearing it, you want it to look natural. And I get it. You can't have Aldous Hodge running around with giant metal wings that are actually there, but you at least want them to look natural. And every single time that Hawkman was on screen, I was like, oh my God, dude, this just looks so terrible. My issue with Hawkman is in the comics – those the wings are natural, so they he are. does he yeah. doesn't have to make these giant bulky metal things to have an issue yeah. of just flying around. He's just he that he he they they grow out of him and he's able to just naturally fly. I yeah. know I know you guys I know you guys have all seen the boys. I haven't, but that reminded me of something we'd see in the boys because it's like <laughs> such a joke and it looks like such a parody <laughs> of a costume. Like, if you would have pulled that out of the boys and put it in there because it's a parody, it looked more like a parody costume than it looked like a legitimate superhero costume. I'll have to agree with you there. Especially his face. That's the biggest, that's the worst part. Look at his mask and look at how the eye indentations go, like the holes so he can see out of it. Oh my God. It's terrible. Talk about um, Adam Smasher having issues with peripherals. It's him. No wonder this guy got stabbed. Oh my god, that is perfect. <laughs> like Hawkman's okay. parody costume is it's, Oh my god. It's Ugh. the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It's 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 unfortunate too because makes, man. it makes the, makes that monster from Smile look sexy. I mean, oh my god. Can we talk about like how DC hasn't been doing good with their suits lately? Oh um, my god! I think the be- I think the best looking suit we've had so far is Wonder Woman, because Batman he has all his Wonder weird arm- armor stuff. Superman's suit is cool. Shazam's suit is cool. Black Adam, his final comic suit in this movie, awesome. Yeah. But um, uh, Adam Smasher, eh. Um, Doctor Fate's suit was cool. Um, that was cool. Hawkman's yeah. was trash. <laughs> the Flash is trash. Yeah. Aquaman's is trash. They're just they're they're their main characters are they're doing care they're doing terribly with their suits. With the exception of Aldous, Superman, huh? Do we think Aldous Hodge just like doesn't have enough self pride 
or care to say that I mean, was terrible. I'm Someone's sure. got to redo that. Right. I'm sure it was just like, that is not how I'm going to look. Right. Like, who knows? Maybe that was the like third or fifth version. Like, maybe it was even worse than that before. Who knows? I don't know. Um, I, got, but... I got to talk about I got to talk about the ending when just a very hyper specific thing that when Adam sits on the throne and the kid is like, how does it feel? And then he like zooms up and comes down and smashes it. That was so, so like early 2000s humor. It was so cringe, (laughs) dude. Could you imagine if they did that in Game of Thrones? I mean, they kind of did in Game of Thrones, but (laughs) not in that aspect. Could you imagine if they did something like that? It's just like everything about this movie outside of the action felt like it came from two decades ago. <laughs> like, like that that's the only thing. That's the only issue I have with it. Like everything about the action, the fighting was dope. Like it was really incredible. Um, a lot of people take issue with the the ultimate villain of the movie, um, which is fair. Like it, it's totally fair, um, but I still I I liked it. It gave it gave Black Adam a formidable foe, uh, you know what I'm saying. So that was cool. I just, just wish they had a different way of getting to that foe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's you mean? My only... <laughs> oh, not Ishmael. You mean they didn't want to negotiate the fate of the world over some random kid? <laughs> that wasn't exactly. that wasn't believable for you. See. My issue with no, DC not projects. This time, <laughs> not this time. My issue with DC projects, and they do it a lot with the CW DC shows, is every season finale is a damn sky beam, oh. and they didn't. They 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 made sure to keep that in here. When Ishmael got to the throne, he does this kind of like, "Oh my god, I'm busted and nothing." Yeah. <laughs> he just shot a fucking sky beam up. That's true. And like, yeah. Oh I, my I, god. I get it like it's not like I said it's just it everything outside of the fighting feels like it, it came from 2002 like like it, it was, was a, yeah like yeah. man they had uh, listen it, the film could have ended right here when they locked Black Adam up cool yeah and it, then they yeah. decided to have this random third act well, Man. Which which I'm like, I, I did not hate. Like, again, I didn't hate what that, that villain was and, and, and how it came to be and the, the, the final fight scene. All of that was great. But, like, I, I'm, with, I'm with Zach where it's like, I wish they had found a, a different way to get to, to that point. I, I will say this is, for me, this is one of the cooler villains I've had in a while. Um, I did not like the butterfly crap going on in Peacemaker show. I did not like the starfish in the second Suicide Squad. That, to me, was the (laughs) dumbest thing ever. Mind-controlling animals from another universe, planet, taking over. Like, I I hate that as, like, them as villains. So, this, to me, was a little more interesting. Um, I just really hate how we got there. Yeah. And I also think, like, like on one the the thing that i think is a big issue for a lot of people is on one side of this you got gods and and wizards and demons and monsters and heroes 
And then on this other side, we got humans. <laughs> like, like, no offense to humans. Obviously, I am one. But like, you know what I'm saying? We got these human stories. And the, the human stories have no intrigue whatsoever to, to this other side, right? Everything dealing with the, the gods and wizards and monsters and all of that, very intriguing. And then this other half is just kind of there. <laughs> like, and you're like, Okay, like at, at the very least, these three characters, the, the mother, the, the uncle, the, the kid, should be, there should be some story to them that is somewhat important, equally important as this God and monster, some sort of verisimilitude between these two that we're like, okay, I get why these two stories connect. But uh, it, it, yeah, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree. I just think they should take the whole family out of the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're gonna go uh, to I mean, hero origin story, I want to go back to what Nathan said about her being like, "You guys are gonna work this out." At that point, when I saw that, I was like, "Why don't they just take the crown from her?" <laughs> like, this is a human woman talking to superpowered heroes, and she's holding back. Like they're they're letting her decide. And not taking it. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah. this I mean, is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Black Adam hates everybody, except for her. <laughs> except for her and her kid. Yeah. Like, again, I get it. Loyalty to the person that saved him. But they could have either A, made that more obvious. Like, her being like, it, I, we don't need it spelled out for us. But they could have made his intentions more obvious, where he's like, you're not going to touch her. Like, hey. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to protect her like wow. a little bit more of that bodyguard feeling. We don't need that spelled out for us. I'm not saying anyone in the audience does, but it would have helped our motivation for, it would have helped clear up why she was so involved all the time. If mm-hmm. Adam was like, mm-hmm. no, she saved me. If you want me, she comes with or something like that. Or like, Hey, I'm going to make sure I'm always around to protect her and her son. Like boom, boom, instantly safe. But no, he's just like, letting her walk around and has that one line of like, you saved me. Okay, cool. Like <laughs> it, it was just, I, I I think if you're going to do human characters and have them with all these superheroes, I think like Aunt May is a good example of someone mm. that helps out in a minor fashion without being unrealistic. Compelling I think story. even in, I think even in like bad movie example, good example for what I'm talking about Venom, let there be carnage. Like there's that final fight scene where there are a couple of human characters involved. They get involved and at least are a little bit helpful without being what the hell you can't take out Venom like that. Like this, that was compelling. I know with Venom too, they like ring a bell or something. They help a little bit. That's how you do pretty Freeman and Shazam. That's how you do human. Yeah, exactly. Not this. Not this. This was this was terrible. I'm sorry. The whole yeah. human inclusion was a huge misfire. And again, like I don't think, like you could have took taken them out. Yes, but if you are going to include them, there should have been some aspect to them that was interesting, like or at least bridge the gap between why these humans interact with these gods other than the fact that they're they're looking for a crown to move and that's it you know what i'm saying like it all of these elements were so disconnected you got the opening exposition in the beginning 
You got three other flashbacks later that really explain what exactly happened. You got these three minor characters who really add nothing to the story. And then you have this, this massive uh, m creatures fighting each other. And it's great. Like this, this aspect is great. Everything else is just noise and, and yeah. it, it's really irritating i well, i'd I think... like to go ahead I, I was gonna say i'd like to bring up um uh i mean a problem but also a savior of this movie is i think the humor is a hit or miss with this movie there was a hilarious scene <clears throat> where um black adam steals two of those mercenary guys on those hover bikes takes him up into the sky he's like they were like please don't kill us i'm not gonna kill you both i'm only gonna kill one of you first one to tell me where the kid is doesn't die well, i thought that was absolutely hilarious okay there yeah no there were uh, now the summer gaming qualities of it was the humor i did enjoy the the humor i thought it was well timed yeah um like the whole uh hey did you keep him around so we can interrogate him he's like he didn't make it yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like falling in the background or uh like the scene you just mentioned where he's like, oh, I would like, yeah, I believe in a better uh, justice system where we don't <laughs> kill people. And he's like, and then he does that whole bit. He's like, oh, I was using sarcasm. Like, yeah, that, that was great. Like, I, I really did enjoy those parts, but it doesn't make up for everything else. Yeah, it, just, it, it doesn't. Yeah. The, yeah. The humor I thought was great. And I thought The Rock played it very well. Uh, so, I do want to touch on this because we kind of have to. Uh, what did we think of the end credit scene? I, I saw it coming from a mile away mm -hmm. because, because one, Dwayne Johnson couldn't keep his dick in his face. See, I didn't know. I, I I didn't know he was talking about it in in interviews and all that until like last night after the movie. Well, but, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, but I mean, everybody was hyping it up. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, there's a huge thing at the end credit scene," and then and then I saw that video from Soups of like. Him being passed out and his friends carrying him out. I'm like, the only reason this man will get this excited is freaking Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah. And, man. See, I just think, I, I don't, I think this is a classic The Rock could not hold it in. That's all it was. <laughs> like, the fact that for a week before this, he randomly <laughs> is just like, yeah, Black Adam's the most powerful person on this world wink 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 <laughs> i love and then he's like i love henry cavill as superman that's such a great character and i'd love to work with them again and then he's like yeah things are gonna change around here henry cavill this henry cavill that henry cavill this superman this superman that it's like dude you are literally spoiling this mm -hmm. and he, he, he was i'm yeah. sorry he was and then for there to be reports about Henry Cavill's getting his own superhero movie three days before he's, mm. he's getting his own solo film again, three days before this all, but confirmed this was happening. Could all you imagine if this happened I'm with sorry. Marvel? Oh no. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care who it happens with. This could have been in all time post credit scene. This could have been an all timer because of the uncertainty about the return of Henry Cavill. Mm -hmm. Because there's been so much discourse over the last couple of years of the fans love him, but the studio just was unclear. The studio didn't want to do it. 
sure they're doing the reboot um with the contracts are expiring like there's just there's so much up in the air and the fans want him but like this could have been the coolest thing the dceu has done from an end credit scene perspective and it easily could have been one of the best post-credit scenes of all time this could have made waves but to be honest with you I, I haven't heard a peep about it. I saw it. Obviously, I saw it. But, like, I haven't heard a peep about it online because I think people heard the promotional material and were like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, this this was the most telegraphed thing of all time, purely from a standpoint of people couldn't control themselves. People meaning The Rock and people meaning whoever leaked that uh, Superman solo film story. I'm sorry. Like, this, this gets me so passionate because – I don't even I don't even like any of the movies that Henry Cavill Superman is in. I think he plays Superman great. I'm not attached to him like that. I'm just not. But I think end credit scenes for superhero movies are so cool and so impactful. And I put a lot of value in them. And they are so propped up and so valued by the surprise factor, especially when it is a returning character or a new character. If you're just teasing the sequel, so be it, right? But if you're bringing someone back, if you're saying this person's going to team up with this person, and especially with the context that this Superman thing is in, this was so offensible. Mm-hmm. How the Rock just completely and I completely think completely gave this away. And I think um, the idea was, you know, <clears throat> you tease Henry Cavill, you're going to get more butts and seats, right? I think that was the the idea behind it. It's like, you know, if Superman's in this movie, more people are going to be intrigued to go see it. And that may be the case. Like, you you may have gotten an extra, I don't know, $10 million just because of that. It's it's hard to gauge, but I I don't know. Like, I'm kind of in agreement with Nathan. Like, you you really telegraphed this. Like, if, if Superman were in a scene, like, if he had a full scene in this movie, then I'd be like, okay, maybe your um maybe your promotion of it would would be cool. But it's like a two, five second cameo. Mm-hmm. You could probably keep that under wraps. That like I think that's mm-hmm. fine. I don't know if that'll generate the, the response you think it will. But I will say, even though I knew it was coming, that was a pretty badass scene. Like, like it, it was a pretty badass scene. I liked. I liked the conversation he has with Amanda Waller. I thought that was really cool. And then you get like Superman emerging from the smoke. And I will say that suit, crisp. Okay, like fresh. That suit looked beautiful. So I'm not, I'm not that big of a Superman guy. I'm not even that big on Henry Cavill, but that suit looked beautiful. And I feel like with how well they built up Black Adam and his strength in this movie, the idea of seeing him go against Superman does is has some intriguing factors to it. So I do I like the scene, but I get I get everything that Nathan is saying. Without it being telegraphed, it, it would have been so much better. I liked him appearing from the smoke. That was really cool. If we didn't know it was coming. Exactly. <laughs> we knew it was coming. If it was like, oh my God, is this Superman? Oh my God, he's back. No. We knew it was coming. I think that I I totally disagree with you though phoenix i think that like amanda waller being like i could send some people from not from this world and him be like cool send them bank there he is like oh yeah i get it superman is 
so, so non-human and we can't like bind him by human restrictions. I get that. But her being like, yeah, I could send someone. Okay, send him. Bang, he's here. That's like, <laughs> really? We couldn't have had an, we couldn't have had a cut. We couldn't have had an edit. And then like, I don't know. That was that was so lame. They could have they could have done without Amanda Waller, to be honest. In that yeah. they could have done without her. And Superman just flies that like the rock is chilling. And then like bang. He's like, what is that? You see a concerned look on his face, an angry look. He's ready to fight. Smoke is in the air. And then he walks out and he's like, We should work together. Whatever. So like that would have been so much better. I am honestly just buying my time. Until they finally give us Shazam versus Black Adam. Because it's it's going to happen. It's comic accurate of, yeah, Shazam and Black Adam are enemies. And him be, him being outcast from the, the Council of Wizards, or the whatever that is, yeah. I, it's, it's going to happen. But now it's just, when are they going to do it? Because they're going to drag their feet more than anything. And it's unfortunate. I was just going to say, actually, uh, I didn't know about the leaks. I don't follow DC stuff that much. Don't really follow the rock that much. So I and I I really haven't been paying to the chat as far as that stuff goes. I don't care about DC. I just I don't. Um <coughs> excuse me. Um <coughs> I right before the end credits came, like when the started rolling, the credits started rolling. I I don't even know the last time I've been in a theater for a DC movie. Like I just, it's just not something I usually go and do, um, typically before this. So I didn't know if there was in credits. I didn't know, and so normally at the end of a movie, I always look up: is there an in credit scene? Do I need to say? And most times, it just says yes or no. The very first thing on Google is yes. There's an in credit with Henry Cavill in it. I'm oh, like, yeah. I was like, great. I didn't want to know that at all. I just. <laughs> wanted to know if there's an in credit and that just ruined my whole experience with that coming so yeah you, you yeah. bring up a great point about not knowing what your last movie what dc film was i think the last dc film i saw in theaters was shazam in 2019 yeah it might have been or it came to streaming it. yeah suicide squad suicide squad also hit streaming no it okay. came to theaters first came to theaters oh i it? watched it on streaming Oh yeah, no, it was a day and day crap. So yeah, uh, I saw I saw both of those in theaters. So that that that's me. All right, I think so one one more ahead. thing that I want to one more thing that I want to talk about is I think I think the devil's in the details here too. You look at the writers of this movie. There were three writers. Two of them uh, were basically the same credits that they've had. Looks like this is the only movie they've written along with the Mauritanian, which. Uh, mm. was like the least talked about movie of last year mm. not at all related to black adam and then you look at the the main credited writer adam i'm not gonna pronounce that na last name but um, he did rampage due date <laughs> scoop and alvin and the chipmunks i mean i think the devil's in the details right you're not gonna get a ryan coogler to write this movie you're not gonna get a you know, established person to write this movie right off the bat. But I think that the writers here, this stands out to me. These guys are mostly known for written com writing comedies, at least Adam is. And the other two guys are not known for writing much of anything, to be honest. And I think that 
there's nothing wrong with getting new writers. There's nothing wrong with getting new voices. Obviously, they had an idea for a script. They wrote things, and then it was approved by WB. It was approved by uh, John Made Call Eight Sarah. It was approved by Dwayne Johnson. But like, to me, this movie doesn't. It's not off because of The Rock. It's not off because of the direction as much. It's the it's, writing. It's the writing. The writing yeah. is terrible. And I think the devil's in the details when you look at who those folks are. DC really needs, like, because, I mean, phase one, two, and three of Marvel were great. DC needs a Marcus and McFeely. They need a Russo Brothers. <laughs> they need a Ryan Coogler. Yes, they they do. And they, they have not come across anyone like that. And I think it shows. All right. So let's go ahead and give final ratings. Zach, what are you giving Black Adam? Oh, coming into this, I was thinking maybe a three. Now I'm more, more so maybe leaning two. <laughs> two stars? Yeah, I'm going to go with two. Brandon, what about you? I was teetering between two and a half and three. <clears throat> I think after talking about this, I'm going to have to go with two and a half. I think, I think just, I think two and a half is a safe spot because like it wasn't bad, but it also wasn't great. It's mediocre. There's some good moments and just I want to see I, I want them to finally give us Shazam versus Black Adam. And I hope they tease that in, in Fury of the Gods. I really, really hope they tease that. So, yeah, solid two and a half star movie. All right, Nathan, what are you giving Black Adam? Brandon, you quick question for you. You hope they tease it. But do you think Zachary Levi should start talking about it a week before the movie comes out? <laughs> Hell no. Like... Hell no. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean <clears throat> Black Adam. I know the movie comes out next week, but I mean, Black Adam. I'm a big fan of that guy. I think I think it'd be pretty cool to work with him. Because uh, I mean, they they teased it at the end of the first Shazam. They sit down at their little council chairs, like all of the um, all of the foster kids. They sit at the at the council of wizards. They sit down. They're like, oh, there's an empty seat. Who do you think this is for? Oh, it's for somebody. Like whoever it is, we'll bring him in with open arms. That man is not going to get welcomed in with open arms. He's going to like raise hell, I and mean, it's going to take forever to happen. I don't know, man. Maybe Zachary Levi can jump on ten days before release and be like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> The Rock and I have been working out together lately." I mean, I'm a yeah, I'm a huge fan, man. Fury of the Gods is going to change everything in the DCU. <laughs> this is a two-star for me. I genuinely think this is a bad movie. Um, I think that, like, no fault to anyone who enjoys this. I am not saying you are wrong because I think it can be enjoyable when you decide not to look at any of the details and you decide, you know what? I'm not even going to think about that. I'm <laughs> And sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that. And that's okay. But um, I'm not one of those people. Like, I am not sitting here saying I have to analyze every frame either, but I need a good story. And mm -hmm. I need characters that are well-developed and have actual motivations. And they don't. Yeah. This, they don't. This movie, um, across the board writing-wise, is genuinely terrible. And the icing on top is the fact that the best 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 thing it has going for it the rock couldn't couldn't keep it in so it's a two star out of five for me and ultimately a pretty big disappointment despite not having huge expectations uh 
I agree with everything you guys said, but again, I just love this movie. <laughs> like I did. I don't know why. It just it worked for me. Um, it has all of those problems. Like, yes, every last one of them. And yet I'm just I was over enthralled with the action, with the spectacle of it. I think this is I I'm gonna say it. I think this is the rock's best role so far that he's had. Um and like yeah, I I dug the hell out of this movie. Uh, when I came in here, I was going to go four stars, but uh, I've thought about it. I like, I still like this movie. I kind of like it more than a lot of movies that I have rated higher than it. But uh, yeah, it's not it's not that great. <laughs> like, like it's not that great. It's got problems, but I would watch it again and again and again. So for me, I'm going three stars. Uh. I, I had a blast with it. Like I said, I'm gonna check it out again. So that that that's where I that's where I sit with it. Three stars for me, two for Zach, two and a half for Brandon, two stars for Nathan. What did you guys think of Black Adam? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at FilmCopod. Let us know your thoughts on this movie. All right, so we are gonna move on now to what's good. What's good? What's good? What's good? <laughs> for most of us at least <laughs> nathan what is good for you this week sir yeah this isn't underground by any means i'm sure if you've opened up the netflix app you've seen it but it is the limited series on netflix the watcher um been trying to do a little bit more of the limited series and just try to watch stuff that interests me i mean i know that may sound stupid to say but when you watch and review things like black adam and blonde and greatest beer run ever you're starting <laughs> to you're starting to uh decide to watch things that actually interest you so the watcher it's seven episodes it's a quick little binge um lulls a little bit in the beginning and there is a suspension of disbelief but it's based off a true story and if you're just interested in thriller mysteries i would definitely check it out it's it's worth your time you can bang through it in three four days um doing like an hour or like a couple episodes each so the watcher on netflix all right brandon what do you got uh for me i haven't logged it on letterbox just yet because i'm like i'm almost done with it um um i watched the uh the netflix um i think i guess it's a netflix original gabriel glacius stadium fluffy um that guy is he is hilarious and um this is his first show back post covid and a lot of the, the a lot of like the the pandemic jokes he makes just hit like him and just how he dealt with the pandemic is hilarious there's a lot of he he is a i think he's a really great comedian so um i have like 10 minutes left of it but yeah he's hilarious so yeah that's my what's good for this week all right zach what about you uh for me i haven't seen much this week um and to be honest i've been a little disappointed with the stuff i've seen recently um so i have a couple three-star movies here that i haven't mentioned um i've seen both um i'm gonna recommend one over the other uh because i think one is more enjoyable than the other um i will tell you the other three-star movie um if you're interested uh because i know a lot of people are excited about this movie uh, the first three-star movie is Tar. I was super excited about this movie. 
and I was really disappointed, extremely disappointed. Uh, I don't know, Phoenix. Have you have you have you seen this movie? It looks like you have. You liked it. It just. <laughs> I wondered what the hell I watched the entire time. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it was very heavy on music community um, and the arts, which kind of got me a little lost. So maybe if you're a little more familiar with that, there might be some things in there that you find a little more funny uh, for me. Just didn't make it. Um, the other one, which I thought was just a fun movie, uh, was Lao Lao Crocodile. Hey. I enjoyed watching that <laughs> more than I enjoyed watching Tar. Um, and that makes me very sad to say, uh, but Lila Crocodile is a fun movie. Um, I think it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a fun kid movie, um, and worth seeing. So, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Phoenix. My, uh, my rating of Halloween ends dropped half a star. So it's literally just now a half star. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that was all right. That was my rating after I saw it. Yeah, I had it at one star, and then I'm like, nah, it's going down. <laughs> well, uh, Zach sort of buried my lead, but yes, my, uh, my what's good for this week is Tar. Um, I I had the exact same feeling that you had, Zach, when I walked out of it. I was just like, I just don't think that was good. Like, it was, it left me very cold, very empty. I didn't get a lot of it. I thought it was just kind of blasé. And then I sat with it a bit and I started thinking about the themes and I started thinking about the script and how it all came together. And I was like, I I see it now. I get, I get its deeper meanings. I understand its themes. I get uh, everything it was going for. I thought Kate Blanchett's performance was outstanding. Her, her performance was great. The, the issue is the entire length of that movie and the story. Yeah, I would say it the is length extremely is extremely slow. Yeah. Extremely. And then the buildup is like, you're questioning what the hell happened. You don't, like, I'm not going to spoil it, but you're just like, what? Did, did this happen? Did this not happen? What? Like, yeah. you're just very confused. Like, I, 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 like I said, it, it took me a minute, but I got on board with it. I really, really dug it. I would say it's one of the best films of the year. Like, in my opinion, it's up there. Not, well, we're not setting the bar very high. Let's, <laughs> let's, I just, like, there, there's not, like, it's, there's not a ton of movies out there right now where I'm like, oh, I could see this for not, you know, best picture. I, I, I was, in my I, opinion. Again, I, I was, I, I would, I was doubting its best picture chances immediately after I got out of there. I've been told Nathan, I was like, if I had a vote for best actress, it wouldn't even go to Kate Blanchett. It would go to it would still go to Michelle Yeoh. So I'm like, um, but I sat with it. Like I said, I dug it. Maybe you'll like it. You'll probably be on one of these sides where where me and Zach are. Uh, so I I highly recommend it. So check out Tar. <laughs> check out Lao Lao Crocodile. Check out uh the Watcher and check out uh Brandon. What was it? Oh, okay. Um. Shoot, what is the name of it? I, I, I'm getting confused here. Hold on. It is Gabriel Glacier Stadium Fluffy. Stadium Fluffy. There it is. Okay, doke. And let us know what you guys think. That's what's good for us here at Film Code. All right. It is that time. 
Yes, sir. One moment here. So my code word for the week is space. Um, It's 1990 between 2000. It's known as a classic movie of the 90s. And the main actress of this movie is known as a sex symbol. All right. Uh, Nathan, you are our guest. Uh, You have the, the glorious honor of going first. So what is your guess for the code word? I'm going with 1997's Gattaca, and I'm thinking that Uma Thurman is your sex symbol, and um, that one hits all the notes. I think I've always approached these code words with, um, you know, I may not always get it right, but I'm at least going to get all the clues right and get the fits right. So this may not be the right one, but at least it fits everything you're looking for. All right. Um that was a uh, one of my one of my guesses as well. <laughs> but I decided to go with something else. Uh I'm going to actually go with uh 1990s Total Recall. Um starring uh Arnold Schwarzenegger, but the sex symbol in this would be Sharon Stone, who I think was an iconic sex symbol of of the 90s for a long time. Um it does deal with space. I think he has to go to Mars. So there's there's that. Uh, so that's my pick. I'm I would I would consider this a, a classic film of the '90s. So that that's my guess for the code word yeah. Total Recall. It's between that too. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Brandon, you lead it. Uh, we all have different answers here. For me, Space Jam. I mean, given the name Space. Okay. That being said. The year it released is from uh, is 1996. Your uh, there's actually two sex symbols here. One, Lola Bunny is <laughs> a, known as a sex symbol, and two, your actress who is Teresa Randall mm. has had multiple roles uh, regarding her and sex. One of them is a, where she plays a young out of work actress who gets caught up in the seductive yet dark world of phone sex. Oh yeah, so, girl six. So I mean. It, it, fit, it checks all the boxes and it has space in there. So. And and it's a well-known 90s film. Very much so. So, Wow, I really should have gone with the movie that I was hoping you guys would guess. Um, the only person here who got it right is actually Nathan. What? what? Oh. Uh, is a classic movie in the 90s. Uh, Uma Thurman is the sex symbol. I mean, um, yeah, and if you haven't seen dreams. it, that is a great movie. Let's I go. love that movie. So, yeah, it, it is Gattaca. I was hoping someone was going to say Fifth Element. That was my no other one, guess. No <laughs> one guessed that. Like, I was like, it, I was like, that's like, I feel like that would be such an obvious, you know, like, right. hey, maybe it's Fifth Element, but none right. of you guys guessed it. So. It was. I was literally yeah, torn between it. Fifth Element, Gattaca, and. uh Total Recall, and I was like, "Well, Sharon Stone is what you would call a sexual icon." So I was like, "Yeah, that that's got to be it." But Gattaca, like, uh, of course, like Uma Thurman, yes, Lord. But <laughs> like, ah, with all, oh, congratulations, Let's Nathan, go. getting the guest list back to prominence. 
give me my own list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So nice. Finally, the guest list moving on up. This is going to be interesting. All right. Good stuff, man. Great, great cold one. That was good. That was a good one. All right. Well, we are going to get up out of here, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. Yeah, you guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C Ears over on Letterboxd. Go check out what I'm watching. Um, yeah. Um, there's a about we're about close to the end of spooky month so i'm gonna try and uh watch out watch a few other uh horror films by the end of this year not end of this year end of this month so yeah go check out i'm watching and thank you guys again for listening all right and zach let everybody know where they can find you sir yeah you guys can find me on twitter at zach sneath that is z-a-c-h-s-n-e-a-t-h and you can find me on letterbox at z sneaks Nice. And Nathan, where can everybody find you, sir? Yeah, if you guys enjoyed hearing us chat and you want to hear some more, you can go check out my podcast, the End Credits Podcast, uh, available on Spotify, Apple Music, however you're listening to this. You can find us over there. Uh, Phoenix appears on many episodes. By the time that this has released, we will have done uh, Scarface, Boys in the Hood. We do other movies like Whiplash and Jaws. So, we don't necessarily cover the recent releases, but we do more of classics, not classics from like the 40s, but classics <laughs> as far as recent and modern classics. So if you enjoyed this and you made it this far, chances are you at least like hearing what we had to say. So hopefully you could go check us out over there at the End Credits Podcast. And thank you guys so much again for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for, so much for joining us. And my name is Phoenix Cloud, and you guys can find me on IMHO Reviews One. That's the number one on Twitter and on at PA Clouden on Letterboxd. And as always, guys, please follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at FilmCoPod. And we will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.